What's going on, good people? Today I went to the gas station and I filled my tank. And I'm pretty sure that all of you know or feel my pain. It cost me about $25 more to fill my tank today than it did about eight months ago. Then I was walking through Publix the other day and I was tripping when I saw the price of a gallon of milk. Then one day last week, I went through the drive-thru and I ordered my customary number one from McDonald's. That's a Big Mac meal for those of us who know uh, we know. And I requested my light Mac sauce. And then I asked for six-piece McNuggets with sweet and sour sauce and a Sprite and to top it all off, an apple pie. Yeah, it was all for me. It wasn't for anybody else. And when they gave me the total, I was like, how much? There are times when change is welcome in our lives. You know, the long-awaited promotion comes through and the wedding takes place and the paperwork has been completely signed and completed to purchase that new home. Or when we get that college acceptance letter or the job offer letter has been received. When the baby's been born and when our investments reach a new high. But then there are times when change is very much unwelcome. Downsizing takes place. Prices on the most basic of items surge. Or when we lose a loved one and have to find a way to carry on without them. In some instances, change can be exhilarating, but in others, it can be exhausting. Because we're creatures of habit, most times we just don't do change very well. We don't like change. Well, today we're going to take a look in the book of John, chapter 16. And we're going to tackle the topic, I wasn't ready. Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, John chapter 16, verse 7 says this, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So there are three things that we're going to take a look at today. And the first of those three things is the confidence that comes from stability. The confidence that comes from stability. In the verses that are leading up to the text that I just read, Jesus is telling his disciples that major changes are coming. People are going to treat them horribly. And he goes on to say that there are some that will even try to kill them. And these same people will think that what they're doing in terms of treating them horribly and trying to kill them, they're doing this on behalf of God. They're doing the will of God. Then in verse 7, Jesus says, it is for your good that I'm going away. And so Jesus is trying to convince his disciples that change is a good thing. By this time, 
Jesus has done some things. He's he's turned water to wine. He's healed the lame man that was by the pool. We talked about that on last week. He feeds the 5,000 plus people. He walks on water. He heals a blind man and he also raises Lazarus from the dead. So I want you to imagine for a moment that you are a disciple and you're road tripping with Jesus while this is happening. There's got to be some level of confidence that develops the longer you spend time around him. All those miracles on deck and I'm hanging with the guy who's doing this stuff. You know, I'm imagining if I was around at that time and I'm I'm with Jesus, I'm walking around with with my chest out and, and I'm thinking to myself that if something pops off, uh, I'd be saying, man, don't they know who we rocking with? Don't they know that we're hanging with the Jesus? There's a confidence that comes from stability. But now Jesus is saying that they're about to lose their safety net and they're about to lose their stability because the one person that gives them confidence and comfort is about to leave them. You know, there's a comfort that comes from having him around. See, we like when our cash flow is on point. And we like it when things are good with the wife and kids or the husband and kids. You know, we like it when that crush that we've been crushing on is also crushing on us. We like it when nobody's tripping on the job. We like it when extra money is flowing in from our side hustles. We like it when we're exercising on a regular routine and we feel better and our health is where we want it to be. It's lovely when the stock market is up and when gas prices are down. It's great when we have a family member around or a friend who we can depend on for whatever. There's a confidence that comes from stability. But then there's the concern that comes from a shift. There's a concern that comes from a shift. Fam, change is inevitable. But we want things to stay stable and comfortable. And so Jesus says to his disciples in verse 6, he says, You are filled with grief because I've said these things. Because the disciples are concerned about all of the change that's on the way. And they're about to do this without Jesus. Who authorized this? Who said this was okay? Those are legitimate concerns. But Jesus says something that's key. Because while they're grieving about him leaving, he makes a profound statement. Jesus says in verse 5, he says, But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Now, this is deep. Jesus is saying, I'm going back to the father because I've been on a major assignment. And everyone is so upset about the change and the fact that Jesus is leaving that no one bothers to ask where he's going and why. Isn't that typical? We're so caught up in the tragedy the change and the discomfort that we fail to ask, where is this going? What are you doing, Lord? 
Some of us can't see the big picture because we're caught up in how we feel. We're caught up in the emotions. We're thinking about the disappointment that we're dealing with. We're thinking about how hard this is. We're thinking about how painful it might be. We have concerns that come from the shift. But then Jesus reveals our last point, which is the contentment that comes from the substitution. The contentment that comes from the substitution. Jesus says change is coming, but I'm leaving you with an advocate. The King James Version uses the word comforter. He makes it clear that the advocate won't come until he leaves. There are some things that just won't enter our lives unless something else, some other things leave. We got to lose some things in order to gain some other things. They were mourning because they were giving up the physical presence of Jesus. Sometimes when we lose our savings or our executive status on the job, we gain humility. Some of us, when we lose someone who's enabled us to be lazy or unproductive, we become independent. Some of us, when we lose that job, we begin writing that book that he commissioned in us years ago. Sometimes when we lose our stability, we gain our faith. Sometimes when that person walks out of our life, we refocus on our relationship with our God. The reality is that some of us would be absolute monsters if we weren't checked From time to time, if we didn't experience some sort of loss or some type of setback, we'd be monsters. Yeah. See, because pride and arrogance will set in and nobody will be able to tell us anything about anything. So the question is, what do we gain from the advocate? We we lose in this instance, they, they lose Jesus. But he says, The advocate is going to come. Why is that important? Well, we gain an internal guide that helps us to live a productive, faithful life. We gain a gauge that lets us know when we're on the right track or when we're trifling. We gain God who dwells within us. So there's a confidence that comes from stability and there's concern that comes from a shift. But there also must be contentment that comes from a substitute. I know we don't like change, but if God is changing something, if he's substituting something, then he's doing something. He's developing something. He's providing a new experience. He's challenging us. Fam, he loves us too much to allow us to remain the same. So when change hits, ask the question, where are you going, God? And then trust that he knows the master plan. Heavenly Father, we come before you this day to say thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We place all of the changes that are happening in our lives in your hands. Lord, help us to be flexible enough to see when you're doing something. Help us to move past our emotions and our fears to be able to ask, Lord, where are you going? 
And what are you doing? Help us to be able to be in tune with your spirit and recognize that there's something that you're doing in our lives. There's something that you're changing within us. There's something that you're changing around us. But regardless, you're changing something. We ask right now that we would walk alongside of you instead of kicking and screaming and pushing against what you're trying to do with us. Help us to make all the right decisions so that when we look up, we've arrived exactly where you want us to be. Lord, we may not be ready, but we ask that in the midst of our unreadiness, that you would take us, mold us and shape us exactly the way you want us to be. Finally, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us of our sins. We know we've committed many. We're sorry. Wipe us clean as always. Send us back out into this world so that we can yet have impact on somebody else's life. All of these things we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name. And all of the trifling ones said... Amen. Amen.